previously on The Mortal Path. He clocks you across the face. Ow! Nah, I'm got, I got punched by a ghost. Hang on. I want to I wanna pull out <laughs> my good pal, Rupert. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to see what Rupert can do. Okay, cool. You, you pull out Rupert. You're holding this blade, which looks woven. The very fibers, like, off his soul start to unravel. Um, and as they do, you see two things happening. One is that they start to wrap around the the blade that you are holding that to you still kind uh-huh. of looks like this relatively small dagger with a weird woven texture all over it but also as you are like holding that blade and there is a connection between your hands which are like purpley caustic-y burned and this blade you suddenly feel this it's almost like a punch in the middle of your head and you are suddenly flooded by three weeks worth of random memories from this guy. given some totally shocking reveals that I'm sure nobody saw coming over the last however many episodes of hints and tips being dropped. Um, And Nerium and Taro, you are leaving the jail, I believe. You've just seen Peleth. You are on your way to pick up your items. And you may remember, last time one of your items didn't seem to stay in the box very good. Oh, yeah, you're Mm. good good remembering. yeah. Yeah. No, that's going to be fine. Yeah, the, the, the guard who put uh, Wupert in the box uh, seemed to suddenly from nowhere get a bit of a nasty cut and you got a oh, shit. bunch of memories. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. And as the two of you head back up the stairs, the same guard is still sitting at the desk, but he's kind of like half like slumped over. He's gone from being relatively serious and, and alert and at his oh, job. Oh, Wupert, you didn't. He's kind of looking a bit drained. Um, He's kind of looking like maybe he's been sort of like a stag weekend hangover type look that kind of like droop in his shoulders this kind of like pain at even being alive is he breathing of cold sweat uh he is still breathing he looks kind of just very unwell actually (laughs) um and he looks up at he should should not be in work yeah take the afternoon off (laughs) what if it was infectious (laughs) he looks up at the two of you and he kind of like like squints a bit and you can see the cogs kind of whirring as he's trying to remember who you are and he's like right um pink necklace pink necklace and he (laughs) bends down and he kind of like almost half falls out his chair as he does and as you are looking at him this close you can actually see that over his hands and like the bits of skin that you can see there are lots of now tiny little lacerations that almost look like kind of very sharp teeth marks. Small, kind of, you know... Kind of cute little kidney teeth marks. <laughs> a little bit. Kinda, yeah. They don't look like human bites. They do look a little bit like those, like, 
the two little puncture type wound bits. Little, and, uh, little I'm going to ignore this. I'm going to pretend little I didn't nibble. see anything. So am I. Okay. He pulls out the box and he kind of like heaves it up onto the table and he has to take a moment to like steady himself and he opens it and he pulls out the necklace and he goes, pink necklace and what was yours? The knife you gave him. You've already given knife. it him. Oh. You just gave it to him a minute ago. Yeah, I think you left it out of the box or something. Are you all right? I don't feel very well. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe talk to your boss. All right, thanks. Bye. Yeah, oh, see you, pal. Goodbye. Yeah, bye. Go get some tea or something. As you walk out, both of you, uh, Tara, you've got quite a long range on your stuff. Um, you what? feel this like little, <laughs> you, unlike your magic, your that's your, what they oh, say about. Yeah, so. I've never thought about it like that. I guess so. Now yeah. Listen. I was like, my wrong to my what? My my talking? Can I shout? <laughs> I can shout. Now look, you have a very long range on your magic detection, especially those with uh, the 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 god that you seem to be kind of in with um and as you are walking away this kind of like life essence this flicker of life that you feel from people it's like dimming it's uh, like a candle towards the end of its stub and as this very last kind of little bit snuffs out and you are leaving the building at this point and you are very aware that the person at the desk has definitely just died that feeling of, of real kind of ravenous hunger that you had going down into the jail is suddenly alleviated and you suddenly feel so much better. Huh. Aiden look well. No, I think he might be permanently not well. <laughs> I mean, dead. Ooh. That's what I mean. Let me be clear. <laughs> oh, I right. think he might oh, just well. die after I mean, in left. a sense, permanently well, then. Well. Well. <laughs> well. Well. What do you think did that? Uh, I think it might have been this knife that I have. Have we talked about this knife? I think it's been mentioned. It turns into a scary cat and eats souls, doesn't it? Yeah, I think maybe. Well, it wanted to, and I think perhaps now it has. <laughs> oh, dear. Which is very interesting because it was, you know, on my waistband the whole time we were downstairs. So, I, is this just like a jobby if you get cut by it, you're out in like half an hour? Is that it? I mean, that's a very dangerous weapon to have. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can't not have it, it seems. I sort of have to keep it. Yeah, it's not like I was going to say, you know, oh, I wouldn't mind something that would guarantee death after a paper cut, but like, actually, I don't know that I do if it eats souls. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We can, we can, we can talk. Hey, come down this way. I want to duck into an alley or something. I'm just going to ting Rupert against the rock or something because that's what we did the first time Rupert said stuff wasn't it we we used it like a tuning fork we might well have done that was a long time ago we'll go for it we'll we'll say this is how you're gonna... hey Ed remembered something I'm I'm down I think that's yeah. fine yeah maybe I'm maybe I'm totally wrong but I'm gonna yeah. do it and if it didn't it works or maybe it doesn't okay. we'll find out when I ting him against the rock yeah, you do you there's this um kind of almost like a two tone or even maybe like a tritone from it which is very 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 weird because it's got layers to it that is not necessarily the most pleasant little bit of dissonance in there um and taro you definitely hear that uh and nerium if you are trying to listen in to see if you can hear anything from the knife itself you are going to need to make me a roll because you are not okay cool what we would have called attuned but now we would just say you just you're your first time trying to I remember what the the tuning fork thing was. It was, we said, when you smash the swords together that they found in the pit, they would say their yes. names. That's yes. what it was. 
That was oh. it. Yep. Um, I would say that I add Guile to that, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't work because I rolled a six, so that would be an eight. Okay, so that's a fail. Um, yeah. So you don't... <laughs> Thanks, Mom. My pleasure. <laughs> you don't hear anything from the knife beyond the kind of weird dissonant tongue. Uh, an eight is a mixed success. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? There you go. Okay, brilliant. Hey! So you hear this kind of dissonant noise, which I won't repeat for a third time. And as you kind of lean in, for you, it's very soft. It's very faint, but you can hear it. Taro, it's much more uh, clear. Now, that mixed success means that there's also something else. I'm going to keep that in my pocket for now. I'm going to keep that one. Um, I love that Fenarium. The old pocket yeah. mixed success. No, no. Fenarium really enjoys it, too. <laughs> The old pocket mix success. This is weird euphemism. <laughs> I mean, wh- what else do we specialise in if not weird euphemisms around here? <laughs> I'm sorry for lowering the tone. You be. Please continue. What What does Rupert want to say? Hello? Hello, hello Rupert. How are you? <laughs> I'm feeling much better now that I've had something to eat. Rupert, did you eat a person? Um, I... <laughs> I mean, I sort of ate around them. <laughs> oh, that's What does worse. that mean, Rupert? Well, I didn't want to eat the corporeal, just everything else. But I gave you some too. Well, well thank you, Rupert, but that guy needed that, the other bits. I needed it more. Or did you? I was very hungry. Well, I mean, I guess, but but you can sort of deal with that, you know? Yeah. That guy's not dealing with anything anymore, ever. No more dealing for him. There's still more of him. We could go back. What? No, I, I thought he was done. I think he's done, pal. I ate around the best bit. You remember when we were in, before, somewhere with the burning house, and we ate the whole soul. The best bit. I left that bit, but we could go back. Nerium is hearing all this, right? Oh yeah. Holy fuck! Man, we gotta figure something out here. This is not. This is not on. Taro, what's the best bit? I don't know. What's the best bit, Rupert? It's the soul. I just ate what was tying it. Oh, the like the, the connective tissue. Oh, so he still gets to go off to to. Whatever afterlife, but like you just ate the life force and the connection eat bit. I just had a snack. Well, that's not that bad, <laughs> is it, Mary? That's all right. I mean, it's better than I thought, but like, Rupert, I don't think you really want the best bit. It might be a bit rich for you. You're only little. I want the best bit. <laughs> okay. Mm, now, okay, uh, we're gonna have to. Hmm. I only ate a little because I had eaten a bit not very long ago. When? At the burning house. Oh, yeah, the burning house, yeah. And you do remember, Taro, like, punching the ghost and then Rupert in this strange form seeming to devour the very soul itself. And as you are speaking to Rupert, you can kind of feel, as you're you're tuned into the space, you can feel this, like, semi- um, it was like a dissonance right. off the soul of this. Gary, shut the hell up. <laughs> My god. <laughs> Dear lord, sir. <laughs> Dear lord. <laughs> That's not what you can feel. 
There's nothing I can say. You have a feeling, you, have, you can feel the soul of that uh, guard not very, very far away. In fact, closer than you would think. Don't come this way. I really hope we're not being stalked by a ghost. I'd hate that. Well, I mean, we know how to put a stop to it, but at the same time, I really think he should go the other way. I think that'd be for, for the best. Is he going to come and try and talk to you, Taro? I mean, I hope not. Because they have done that, haven't they, dead people? They have from time to time. Ooh, I sort of feel like I should check, but maybe it's best not to invite anything. Yeah! See, we, oh, this is a bit of a problem, isn't it, Ariam? Because here's the thing, right? <laughs> we, like, cows... It's a bit hypocritical, isn't it, for me to be like, oh, Rupert, don't eat anyone, you know? Do we eat cows' immortal souls, though? I mean, you know, the best bit is generally considered to be steak rather than eternal life. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe that's a fair deal. We just tell Rupert not to take the best bit and then we're all right. Then it's fair game. Rupert is literally the most evil thing uh, that we've encountered hey, so far. Well. Maybe, maybe second most. There was the evil child demon, remember? The evil child was pretty bad. And the evil dad of the evil child. But I mean, the evil child had had a terrible upbringing and Wupert has had nothing but love. We don't know that. We don't know anything about Have you been Rupert. mean to Wupert? Have you been horrible to him? I have been nothing but nice to Rupert. Rupert, did you have a terrible upbringing? Um, I'm, I can't remember a lot of it, but I did get sacrificed to the cloud. Oh, yeah, oh, I forgot. Shit. Wait, I never yeah, knew that. that. You got sacrificed to a cloud? Yeah, there was a big cloud over Tembwin for a long time. And, um, we all had to go to it. And die? Well, I'm here. <laughs> well, I guess you're still alive then, aren't you? Maybe. Well, I don't know. It's hard to tell these days. So, Wupert, do you know, are there any others like you? Then were you the only sacrifice that ended up in a in a knife? No, there were a lot of us. Really? How many is a lot? I don't know. Um, I was. I think there were waves that went in. I was maybe the third. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Okay, and. Do you, I would imagine that that means there are other weapons in the universe that have a similar hunger. Yes, you had some, I think. There were others near me when I was with you. And you get the sense he's kind of talking more to Taro. Both of you talking yeah. to him, you, you get the sense that maybe he isn't actually quite able to differentiate between who he's talking to right now. Mm. Um, and Taro, you do know that your communication, like your actual kind of seeing Rupert was when you were actually in this other soul space. So because you're not in it at the minute, it's a bit distorted. You're kind of channeling yeah. this. We're on the phone. Mm. It's a bad line. Yeah. We're going into a tunnel. We're on speaker. We're on speaker. Mm. <laughs> Narium? Yeah. I'm, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> Me too. Um, Sleep on it? Still, it feels like a later problem because yeah. he's not hungry right now. We just have to be careful and not take Rupert out of the sheath where possible. Ever. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. For now. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, it might come in useful. Well, that guy got cut once and he was dead in half an hour. Can, uh, 
Can Rupert hear us right now? Can he hear everything all the time? Hey, Rupert. Yeah? Can you hear all the time? Um, when I'm listening. Are you listening all the time? (laughs) Um, no. Sometimes I think I sleep. Cool. Oh, that's nice. I've got an idea. Uh, but I think we should go home. Yeah, I think so. Can we, when we get home... Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think we need a pen and paper. That's a good idea. <laughs> Plenty of that in the cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pens yeah. They have stationery in the cat. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. I mean, go. what kind of person travels without pen and paper? I know, but mysteriously, Nerium is one of these. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the cat. I let's like this it. idea that you think you can evade him sensing by using pen and paper when I don't think he has ears. Nice vibrate. We don't know how this works. We're going to be confident in our... I mean, our... It's, it's magic. It's slightly <laughs> less likely to be overheard. And that's the only <laughs> sense we know that he has. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. We don't we don't know anything, do we? We're clever people. <laughs> we can work it out. We can do what we think is right. Because yeah. that, has, so far, stood us in excellent stead. Yeah. 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 Let's go to the cat. Okay. Go to the cat. You get your pens and paper. I'm going to write on a bit of paper, um, slowly and with my tongue sticking out of the corner of my mouth, because Nerium is not great at writing. She can read, but, you know. Uh, and I'm going to write on the page, um, where other weapons? <laughs> I'm just going to, like, lift up my scythe and wave it around a bit. But not, not like, whoa, not like wave it around. Just like <laughs> like a, a lateral sort of jiggle. I don't even have to make the Nerium joke about you waggling your scythe, do I? Okay. Okay. And yeah, I, somehow I already did. Uh, did I you do it on paper? Right on <laughs> a piece of paper. Whatever the joke is, I, you wrote it down. I, wrestled, I read it. I read the pen from Taro's hand and say, stop drawing dicks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I write, eat each other souls question mark dot 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 and then I draw a point to weapons hmm hmm and then I write two consider cider Cons- consider oh gotcha I write down <laughs> I just said consider out loud because he said cider and I was like no that's not how you spell that oh, it's an option Keep them open. I don't know how I would mechanically do that. But, like, if there are lots of them and they're all hungry... Is this not consolidating them into a larger problem? <laughs> oh, that <laughs> might also be true. <laughs> yeah, that might also be true. Oh, do you think we'd build, an, like, an Exton? Not an Exton. What was that horrible kid? Axon Mobile? Axon. That's the one. Exton's a planet. Axon's a kid. What if we built an Axon? That would be really bad. That would be bad. I agree. So basically, all the options are bad. Yeah, I mean, hang on. I've definitely attacked people with this other one before. With the scythe. Does and it... I don't think the scythe is soul-eating anyone. Does it talk? It's never talked to me. Wasn't there a whole thing about those scythes talk, though? Didn't the Queen say she she used to talk to them? And isn't that what the Eternal Labrys was about? The other one talks. The other the other one, the king one, talked. Oh, right. I mean, I suppose they grew a lot of corn, didn't they? So maybe they just had a lot of sides. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, I could do the same thing, the rock thing with this scythe and see. Yeah, go on. At this point, kind of Findex comes over and like he's just he's just bringing you some food and some drinks. But he has clearly overheard this last bit of the conversation because he leans in and he's looking vaguely concerned. He's like, um, the the two sides, one of them would declare the true name of the, the king or the queen, remember? And the other was the prophecy scythe. So oh, yeah. They they both spoke. That was the whole it's the whole thing. thing. This anyway. looks great, Findex. What's in this? Oh, thank you. I, I used some Kanye pepper. Oh! <laughs> Fantastic. My oh, you're crazy for this one, Findex. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Good stuff. I think you maybe mean cayenne pepper rather well, than you Kanye mean, was that pepper. Wait, you mean mistake. I thought that was a Findex just... mistake. But Kanye pepper no, is fantastic. It's ca- oh, no, it's Kanye cayenne. cayenne. No, it's cayenne. It's, ca- it's definitely spelled. It's cayenne pepper. Cayenne. K-A-N-Y-E. Not like Kanye. <laughs> Not like Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, is this a genuine Yumi mistake? <laughs> I thought this was a fin- I thought this was a joke. I thought this was a gag. I was just I was so embarrassed. I thought it was Kanye. Wait, is this Kanye? <laughs> Wait. Uh, is it not C-A-N-N-Y-E? No. No. C-A-Y. N-N-E. C-A. C-A-Y. Oh, yeah, there's some other no. thing. Some other new, yeah. <laughs> How long? Have you, do you talk to people about cayenne pepper often? <laughs> we have some. Could you put some Kanye in your I, sauce? <laughs> Jesus, you, this is quite. This is quite a revelation. God, I just think it's just the idea that you thought he was known after a spice for this entire time. <laughs> you thought he named himself after a spice. It's not the Spice Girls, Yubi. <laughs> Sporty West. <laughs> I thought it was Kanye, but. Oh god, I'm gonna have to go look at the bottle in the cupboard. <laughs> God, if that's labelled Kanye, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> Sorry. Wow, I really... God, okay, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Great. <laughs> 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 what were you saying about the Kanye pepper? Maybe it is Kanye pepper here oh, in, in Alpha. I think, I think there is now. I, I insist on it becoming a thing. Yeah. Kanye pepper. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go through all those spices and read them and make sure. C A N N E Y E. Kanye Pepper. I'm so sorry. Kanye, if you ever listen to this, I'm so sorry. I do. What an assumption I made. I can only apologise. Okay, where the fuck were we? Yeah. I um, was complimenting Findex. <laughs> it's a very rare spice. <laughs> I've certainly never heard of it before. <laughs> no, no, have I? God, okay. He drops off the food. He's given you. He's corrected your knowledge of Tembran and embarrassed himself, so he leaves. <laughs> oh, Finnex, Finnex, before you go. Yes. Um, ha- how's the cat settling in? 
Oh, Mungus? Is that what you said his name was? I can't remember. I think he went through about five different names. Oh. Whatever he answers to, I suppose. Humongous. (laughs) It was pretty big. I like that name. That's cute. He likes fish. I gave him some of the tuna. It's typical yeah, cat don't, behavior. Yeah, don't put any Kanye pepper on that, though, because it might be a bit bit much for him. I won't. And also, not Jara said that I, I couldn't give him milk because he would have terrible no. poops everywhere. I didn't know this. Very important. Lactose. Yeah. Uh, corn milk's probably fine. You know, the stuff that you used to do the pancakes with. Oh, you can't get it here. I've searched. Not even at, like, specialist supermarkets. Mm, I haven't gone to the upper... The posh bit yet but i'm nervous about that because i think that maybe they'll i don't know know that i was an old guard or something and it, i don't people tend <laughs> nah. not to know things i i find oh well yeah but it is they do they do watch you a bit carefully once you get up in the upper circle mm. i think i'll just the, it can the mungus hugh hugh mr mungus can have how do you address cats here? <laughs> Mr. Mr. Mungus is fine. generally considered okay. That'll work. Mr. Mungus can just have water for now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he like, bustles away. Please continue your conversation about swords and stuff. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> it's fine. Should we go upstairs so I can hit this side with a fork? Yes. That's what we were going to do, isn't it? Great. Yes, that's what we were going to do. You head upstairs cool. with your sides and a fork. Um, now, please do remind me, because we will need to just have a group think on this one, um, <laughs> but because you had one, <laughs> I've got so many good words today, because um, you had, you did have two sides, and I'm trying to remember which one you have now, because you gave one away in the revolution. This isn't the leader scythe, I don't think. I think that one we gave to the, to the yeah. small child, because we were like, okay. you're the leader now, kid, have a leader scythe. You gave the king scythe, which is the blah, 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 is king scythe to yeah, the Yeah, that's the one. So you yeah. got the prophecy scythe. That makes sense. That sounds like if you're going to keep one, you'd keep one that said prophecies rather than one that just said someone is king. Yeah. This is the first time I think that you've tried to do this to this scythe, right? You, yeah, I think so. Yeah. You're going to need to give me a roll for this one. Oh, boy. Because you, you, you dung it for the first time and then there's just like... Because you're hitting against rock you're not or, or a fork, rather, you're not hitting it against another... A magical weapon from the same place. No. You have a feeling that you need to substitute in some of that magic that okay. will be happening. I mean, I definitely don't want to ting him against Rupert right now. Mm. No. Let's have a think. In fact, while you're thinking about that, if you don't mind, I'm going to skip over quickly to Nat. And yeah, go for it. What she's good. Doing. So have a little think about how you're going to do this. Welcome to the middle bit by Kitty again. I have this is the second time I'm recording this one because the first time I had a massive coughing fit in the middle of it. So fingers crossed we get through it. First of all, thank you very much for listening uh, to our little podcast. If you are enjoying it, please leave us a review on iTunes or tweet about us or tumble about us or tell a friend or generally just annoy people with this the news, the good news of the mortal path and how fantastic we are. I mean, we do try. A special thank you as, as well to Rachel Graff, who is the composer for our theme tune. She has a website, uh, rachelgraff.co.uk, I think. If you Google her name, you'll find it. It's G-R-A-F-F. Um, she's a brilliant musician and deserves your support. 
We also have, of course, uh, promo codes for uh, 10% off a set of dice uh, if you go to dndice.co.uk and the code is MORTALDICE, M-O-R-T-A-L-D-I-C-E. So that's good for your pandemic shopping in search of a tiny hit of dopamine because we've all been there and at least you're supporting a small business while you do it. We also have a Discord which is also good for pandemic depression because we're really fun and it's really welcoming and friendly Um, and a Patreon if you want to support us um, which you should because UB works super hard on the Patreon. I am basically just coasting but they, they do a lot of work. Everything on there is ultimately free to view, um, but if you want to support us with a couple of quid a month, then you get early access to it. So that's nice. Um, According to my notes, I'm also allowed to say here uh, anything that I want to add. And there is something that I want to add. I want to say to you right now, unclench your jaw, relax your shoulders, maybe press pause and go and get a glass of water. And then when you've done all that, back to the episode. What are you up to? I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I'm reading, and I think I'm like trying to meditate and like reach out with my sort of magic senses to see if like mm-hmm. what can I detect and how far away can I detect things and. Oh, okay, like yeah. Give me a little roll. Okay. You are reaching out further than you have you have gone before. That's a seventeen. I I don't know what that's plus, 17. but that's okay. Uh, yeah, so you uh, start to kind of reach out with your magic, and as you are doing so, what exactly is it you're looking for? Because before you were kind of getting the resonance of other magic items, was kind of what you were getting. I, I'm trying to do that thing that happens in the Wars in Stars films and in mm-hmm. various magic training montages where people are yeah. like, feel your surroundings, stretch out okay, with your yes. feelings. Like that kind of thing. Okay. Just to understand how my magic works and how the world around me works with magic. Okie dokie. All right. I think that's very cool. I think the thing that you are the most attuned to, magic of the same kind of nature that you have when it comes to a kind of like a, a naturalistic type magic with fire and you know you have this ability to control fire and you also have now the ability to like move earth and stuff um you haven't really branched that out into other elements so far but you're not kind of reaching out in the same way that tarot has the reach for like the souls mm-hmm. of the dead and that kind of thing one thing because you're out by the caves right yep so a couple of things really light up for you One is that surface of the cave that is like black glass when you get near it. That is almost distractingly magical to you. That is so powerful um, that you almost have to fight against that to kind of concentrate on other things. In the cave system that's the smuggler cave system, which you're near Mm -hmm. to because those two caves are very close, you start to kind of feel what... It's like these ancient veins of magic. And this is going to take you a bit of time, but as you kind of sit there and you follow them, there are two distinct branches. And one is 
going into Hopewell and as you follow it bit by bit, it's almost like you're walking almost like in the earth, under the mm-hmm. earth. You can't really see anything with like a visual sense, but you're following it. If you've ever seen Stranger Things in the second season when Will is in the tunnels and like his mind is going through all the tunnels, but he's actually ah, yeah. still sitting there. It's that kind of following something, but you're not actually there. You're following this living imprint memory of magic that used to flow into Hopewell and used to flow into the springs and the hot waters there and the healing waters there. And you feel this connection that now is very weak, very tenuous. There's a tiny bit of magic still there, but it is like it's closed off. And actually, as you are kind of Hmm. following it back towards the smuggler caves, there's a separate presence, which is, again, very kind of natural, one with with the earth type thing. It doesn't feel like it's been... um, it's not artificial. But as you are thinking over this and you are kind of exploring it, its shape begins to take place. And it is this huge whale-like creature. And you had this sense of it when you were in the smuggler's mm-hmm. kind of cave and you were seeing this huge vertebrae. And this kind of husk, this this skeleton that is slightly ossified, but it's not it's not yep. stone. Yep. It is still bone. Um <laughs> Bone or stone? <laughs> Sorry. Nope, it's bone. It's very <laughs> imbued with this magic and it's kind of mouth. It's kind of where the jaws would be with a direct line to where you sense the heart would be. Angled directly over where that magic was springing from. So you have the feeling that this creature has devoured that magic for some reason and has kind of, therefore, now blocked it and cut it off, which is why only this tiny trickle is getting back to Hopewell. Is that the the creature who's dead because we walked inside it with the Singing Skulls cavern? Yeah. So, so like, the whale ate the source of magic? All was feeding off it from its kind of position. It looks like it was there a very long time. Not that the source of magic was a part of the whale that has since died. They are two separate, overlapping things. And you kind of get this clear picture of this this huge creature which had found this magic source had kind of lined itself up to either devour it or, or you know feed from it whatever that reason might be and over time has become what it is now and that magic has dried up and and gone whether or not the creature succeeded in its things you don't know you don't yet have that ability but you kind of see this story happening here and part of where like the the heart of this whale creature would be is almost directly underneath where the entrance to the cave with the black glass is so you kind of see these tunnel systems some of which are actually caved in as you're moving through them you know this you couldn't actually get through here as a person you're just following the lines and veins but there's this whole little interconnected thing and while the magic is not you the magic of the black glass is something that has been artificially mm-hmm. kind of put in on top but is still linked to this original magic source is the is the heart like glowing with magic the whale's heart no not as strong um it seems like the original magic from our father in itself maybe was like leading into there mm-hmm. Um, but that is now dried up to a point where it's kind of like a residue and whatever is um whatever that black glass is is kind of not powered off it necessarily Mm. but is connected it's like a tethering point and you do remember the god saying that they need strong magic points in our fallen of which there are few and far between now in order to Ah. kind of do this sort of thing so while this beast might have been whale intentioned oh 
Oh my Gary. <sighs> Classic Gary one. Oh my yeah. Gary. In eating this thing, it's actually potentially dried up Hopewell's actually healing magical springs. Yeah. You get the feeling there's just a tiny drop of magic enough going through that it is maybe having a positive mm-hmm. effect on kind of minor conditions. It's like paracetamol. Yeah, there's still lots of stories of, of people kind of going in with kind of, you know, mild to middling skin ailments <laughs> and bathing for a while and like that actually coming out better. So there is still a, yeah, a little bit attack, of truth. But it's, yeah. yeah, but it's certainly not what... It's not curing cancer anymore. No, certainly not. And, and not kind of revivifying and doing all the things that you huh. feel like it could it could have done. So the magic seemed to be coming from Alphala. From the very earth itself. It kind of digs down too deep for you to kind of really go. Yet you have the feeling that if you actually want to even go further uh-huh. down into the actual source of that magic beyond just, oh, it's coming from Alphalan itself, you need to be pretty fucking powerful. Huh. So begins the Nat Drilling Company. <laughs> <laughs> Fracking Nat. Fracking Nat. This is natural. <laughs> Natural gas. <laughs> Natural gas. <laughs> we got there, we got there. Yeah. Hmm. I think also just because of like you've kind of mentally walked to Hopewell and back and then back through the cave system, I think this is gonna take up a stamina point. I think just one, it was a success, but this is a very long meditative yes. session. And I have already practiced a bunch of spells and yeah. used some stamina and had some food, so yeah. Not too, it's not too much, and it was a good success, so it wasn't mm. difficult, but I, but it takes a little bit out of you. Nat is very deep in thought as she uh, walks back uh, to the city. There is a slowness to her pace that isn't usually there, and her brow is furrowed, and uh, yeah, she's very worried. And the, the city's on her almost before she realises. And... How am I going to get back in? Can you still do invisible? you got big legs. I'm going to go invisible. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, you've done that a lot yes. now. I think because you're not under pressure, I don't think you need to roll for this one. I think I think bringing in an element of spell casting under pressure and rolling for it is a good thing. But I think in this case, because you are, although deep in thought, you are still prepared for this. You can take your time. And- also, I'm not going to be keeping up for an hour. I'm just going to invisible... Walk in through the gates, off into an alley somewhere, yeah. revisible. Yeah, you do that, no problem. Um, and I think probably you use the same gates that you... Yeah. At least ones that you've used before, so you know the layout of this particular part. Cool. So, while Nat has been meditating on the magic of uh, our father and Hopewell, Taro, how are you communing with the... I'm hitting it the with a damn fork. Uh, yep. I think there is no skill to this. There is no, like engagement of any kind of craft in this activity this is hitting a thing with the thing so i'm not gonna take any bonuses i'm just gonna roll okay cool give me that roll it's an 11 which i think is mixed mixed success yes you hit it with the fork and as you kind of make that first impact you instinctively on a very kind of um a level that speaks to how much you're actually now using your magic on a daily basis you go oh that's not going to be enough and you instinctively kind of like push this like bit of magic into that connection so that this again this kind of dissonant 
tritone that rings out suddenly morphs into speech and into magic. And Nerium, are you listening into this one as well? Yeah, yeah, will do. Do you want me to roll for it? It was a mixed success last time, but I don't think I got any mixiness to yet. it. Not yet. I've still got that in mind, and I've got another one here as well, which is very exciting. I have. Oh yeah, I have. I have two mixed successes under my belt. Um, yes, I think Nerium. I think also because this was a mixed success from Tarot that you're going to need to tune in to listen. Mm-hmm. I think if it was a success, you wouldn't have to, but you are kind of scrabbling to keep up here. Dun dun. Uh-oh. Did you really That's roll in that one? one? We're so good at this today. I should stay away from all magic at all times. This is great because I have a bunch of little fails here. So, Nerium's dead. <sighs> I can't believe Nerium's Rupert dead. Rupert, Rupert ate Nerium's Rupert soul ate and Nerium. she's never coming back. The good bits of Nerium. Mm. Yeah. Rupert ate Nerium's good. No, I'm not going to go there. That's bad. I hate this. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think a couple of things kind of happen at the same time um, as you kind of attempt to tune in to the scythe and as you are both... Because you're both in, in um, Melvin's old room, right? So I'm assuming... Yeah. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that you both kind of like sat on the bed, kind of like the cross-legged yeah. kids at a sleepover type shoes thing. Shoes off, yeah. Exactly, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, <sighs> no shoes so, on the bed. Yeah, I think that as you are bringing the fork down onto the scythe tarot... Um, the scythe kind of like it, it modulates in size when you're holding it and like depending on what you're doing with it okay stop it yeah um, and I think that as you are kind of like instinctively putting that bit of magic in um, you you kind of lose a little bit of control over whatever it's doing so it is suddenly like way kind of like a different shape and it knocks against Rupert who is at your your belt and like as you hear this first, clashing sound from the fork you hear this second like very soft little uh, two notes in in harmony but it is one that sends chills down your spine Nerium, you just kind of hear this weird kind of like biting crunching sound of metal and music thank god it knocked against rupert because i thought it was going to knock against me wow don't say things (laughs) the thing is rupert's a bit jumpy is the thing. No, 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 not Rupert. I don't wish to be eaten, thank you. Yeah. I hope Nerim's not for dinner. <laughs> oh, he could eat the purple. No, he can't eat the purple. Shit. That might be worse. That will be worse. Yeah. So, and that is what I had in mind. So I oh, think, fuck. like, as you kind of, like, oh, boy. try to readjust the scythe, there's this movement from Rupert. And because, like, you haven't actually seen Rupert, like, move before in knife form, but you both see it now, and it turns into this almost kind of a, it unravels in a very accent reminiscent way. And also Taro in a way that is reminiscent of the strings that you see when you go into the second or even the third or the Kadinsky zone, where you see, like, these strings that are holding things together. Rupert unravels unwa- unravels into that. <laughs> unravels into that, and kind of like almost lassos across the the both of you. You are sort of impervious to this. You manage to shrug off, but Nerium, you feel what suddenly is like hundreds of tiny bites over you, but you don't feel like they've actually bitten you or your magic. And as the both of you watch and you both kind of sense this, Rupert has definitely bitten some of the magic or some of the tethers that are the purple drop tethers because Rupert uh-huh. suddenly goes from being this like small like kind of like elegant little dagger to this much more sizable almost like small machete type thing um, with like a really wicked curve and like a, a really like 
little serrated bit near the handle type thing and is suddenly again at your belt. Uh, furthermore, Nerium, as this bites at you, so that was yeah. that was the one, and now the failure from before, is uh, you suddenly lose that grip that you had on the purple drop that Nat had managed to put back in oh, place. Oh no! And you feel yourself kind of like twisting and stretching. I will give you this. Who do you turn into? <laughs> you are not constrained by size. You are not constrained by proportion. Oh god. I mean, the thing is, I'm thinking about Wooper, and I have I seen what he looks like? Wooper has been described. Imagine that's what I would be foremost in my mind. Great. Then. You turn into a yeah, into a gnat-sized white Persian fur tabaxi. Fuck. Is this yep. like a scarier version though because we're all scared of Rupert now? Because I'm scared of Rupert and I haven't seen him, so I probably just you know like those really overbred Persians with the underbites. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Big orange golden <laughs> eyes. Um and as you are sitting there, you instinctively try to pull back on this magic. It is out of your it is out of your hands. It's out of my paws. It's out of your paws. <laughs> you can't sew like that. Oh, I, I open the door, go with the room. I, I'm, guys, I'm a bit worried that the world is dying. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs>